What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, okay, this is a Geico commercial, a 30-second one, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you. Eh, the lizard voice doesn't work. But please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. This company has been offering great rates and great service for over 75 years. That's the same amount of years as I've been alive. <laughs> At any time you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. The company is Geico. Go to geico.com today. Sorry for all the numbers. And in 54321, I'm out of time. Now, Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Spike's Car Radio. Uh, Because that mischievous look just came across your face, and I know now we're working. We're having fun. I'm not having fun, though, Zuckerman. I'm not having fun. Why? You're I fed, mad. I, I know you're mad. I the ringer. I'm not. I'm not. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed oh. in one of our brands, uh, BMW. Uh, BMW, uh, probably the dealership more so. Let me let me back up, okay? Uh, last week, I was in pitching a show to, uh, to a network. I'm not going to say which network. Um, this network has these executives who are car fans. They love to ask me about car matchmaker or anything that's going on or what, what they should get next. And this uh, female executive said, I, I need a new car. And I said, what, what do you drive now? She says, BMW. I think an X5 or something. She goes, but I'm done with the brand. I'm done. Now, now I'm listening, right? I want to know right. why someone is done with a brand. And she said, uh, it's the run flat tires. And I go, explain. She's on a trip in Northern California over the weekend, gets a, uh, gets a flat in the run flat, which runs flat. <laughs> it does not do what it's intended to do. You know, the run flat right. isn't supposed it fails. to. It fails. The error goes out. Not really a big deal, right? Well, she's not able to source. The dealership is closed. There, she's far. In the, she must. I think she was in Marin or something. She can't get a run flat tire to save her life. It's going to take two days to get this run flat tire. It's she's just like I'm done, and I said, "Well, why didn't you put a regular tire on?" What she goes, "Well, the lease states that I have to have the run flat on there." I said, "Okay, but it's still you know that's just a bit of bad luck." It sounds like to me, right? Mm. I, we have a BMW in my house. We, we've right. got the five series I performance plug in deal. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I think a bit of a, an overreaction. I don't think much of it. Okay, now. A couple days later, <laughs> this uh, last week. <laughs> uh, here we go. Erica, my wife, says uh, we're a little low on coolant in the 5 Series, and it hasn't been taking the charge properly. And I'm like, well, why don't you bring it in? Give them a call. All right, and I'll go look at the charger. We have a charge point charger at home. Because I, I, I'm guessing it's the charge point charger. And while I'm looking at the charger and rebooting the system and talking to ChargePoint, by the way, amazing customer service, these guys. They're fantastic. They're rebooting the charger from somewhere here in America. They're great, and they're fast, and they pick up. You're the first caller. Boom, just like that. I love them. We, but, and, and we get the charger going, but I still think get your car checked out. Um, I notice Eric is right 
front tire has these two tumors on it. <laughs> tumors? Yeah, and I use the bouncy ball scale. Remember, there's the litty, little yeah. bouncy ball yes, we used to course. have, and then there was that weird medium bouncy yeah, ball? Yeah, like a Spaldini. For... <laughs> <laughs> She's got two Spaldinis on the sidewall. Really? Two fail points. So, obviously, she got a flat recently, and it the air was going down. I turned her car on, and there, of course, there's the yellow exclamation she point. She didn't notice <laughs> that. No, of course not. <laughs> she just means, ha, you have tires. Whatever she thinks that means. Anyway, I say, look, you got to add this tire to this checkup and get it in. She goes, well, I just called them. Um, they don't have cars for me to take. You know how this yeah, is a luxury loner. brand, right? A loner. Yeah, and BMW's a luxury brand. Yeah. They, they won't have loaners until the end of the month or for three weeks. I said, what, what does that mean? Tell them you need a, a tire place. She goes, well, I can rent a car. They just don't have the available. Wait, wait, wait. Do they rent cars at that dealership or they send they you, over, send to you their over to their friend's another, dealership? Yeah, yeah. yeah, the one they own on the sly. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. That place, the car rental place, was great. Bunch of kids behind the desk. They were fantastic. Okay. So already I'm like wondering what is up with BMW of Santa Monica? Things aren't right. Okay. But I said, just bring the car and I don't have time for this lady. I just sold a show. By the way, I sold that show. I got to write that show. And if I do a good job I'll writing help that show, you. you'll maybe you'll <laughs> see it next fall on television. But my, my, my excitement over that sale is being diminished by this BMW story. In any case, she brings it in. She comes home with a Ford Fiesta, right? <laughs> and by the way, so I say, I go, look, you know, I've done a little bit of a deep dive on run flat tires, all right? And here's what you need to know. There's a lot of controversy over whether these should just be replaced. Like if they're just faulty, that they're not very good. There's a lot of complaining online. See if you can get a free tire out of it. I doubt you can, but just go in there and go, hey, this, these should be warranty. These aren't working right, Okay. Even though I know, kind of a lie. Maybe I'm sure my wife ran over a squirrel, or you know, Don't ran over that. a cinder block, a cinder block, <laughs> something like that. <clears throat> a bird, and you know, the pros. Edmonds put together the pros and cons of the run flat tire. You can drive on a flat tire, better stability after a blowout, lower vehicle weight. Some of this is true. The cons, which really aren't cons, they, these to me are deal breakers. You're stranded. <laughs> You're stranded. You're stranded. Harsh in ride. Nineteen cost. The rest of it. Anyways. She gets this this one of these guys that I'm guessing women deal with at dealerships and service centers all the idiot time. Know it all the idiot know-it-all who talks down. know-it-all. The idiot know-it-all says, ma'am, ma'am, interrupts her. Let, let me walk up. Let me just show you what's going on. No, that's not warranty. This this tire, you you hit a pothole. You ran over something, and that's what that is, and you got to pay for the tire. Isn't it's that what you're be... supposed to do with tires? Right. And you need a new one, right? And I told Erica, call me before you order any tires, right? She tells me this blowhard speech and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? Just just get the new tire, right? Come home that day. It's fine. I go, what's going on? She goes, I don't, I don't know. I got, a, I got a text, and they're asking me if I still want the tire. And I went, well, what, what do you mean? You told them you wanted it. She goes, yeah. So she now I'm getting involved. This is like 4 o'clock. Nobody picks up at this place. Nobody returns a phone call. I, I'm starting to go, well, wait a minute. This is one of those experiences – these old school dealership, and again, this is BMW of Santa Monica, right? So we decide to let the day go by. The next morning, Erica calls. She goes, "The guy just texted me." She goes, uh, "He goes, I told him I wanted the tire. He said it's going to take another day, <laughs> which we would be heading into day three of the Ford Fiesta, which, by the way, uh, goes off. The alarms go off whenever you walk near it. That's the Fiesta.
but we're loving it. Still a better car than this BMW it's turning out. We're starting to love the Ford Fiesta more than the BMW. So now the husband has to get on the phone with this service advisor and go, I will handle this. The level of dick that I dealt with, this guy, I'm off the brand now too. I, I don't understand. What, what, how did he treat you? What did he say? Well, I said – I asked him a very simple question. Why didn't you order I the said, tire? <laughs> Chris, <laughs> you gave my wife a big blowhard speech. I didn't say it like that. But you, you told her she needed a new tire when she came in, right? Well, the technician then needs to look it over, and then it takes at least a day to get this tire. At least a day. Well, why don't you cover the rental? Well, we're not going to cover the cost of the rent. We're, you know, and it's just one of those situations. Right. And I go, you know what, Chris, this conversation's over. Just get the car ready. We're going to take the car across the street to the family business of Stokes. You know who Stokes is? Tire guys. Tire guys. I call up Stokes and go, hey, this is Rob. I go, Rob, this is Spike. You have no idea who I am. He has run flat. He goes, yeah, bring it over. We'll put him on right now. He's got run flat tires. He's got everything across he needs. the street. He. This is what Rob does at Stokes. Rob goes. I go, Rob. My wife's going to bring it over. Here's what we need to do to the car and the tire. She she doesn't know much about cars. She goes, just do me a favor. He goes, you know what? Yeah. I, I, I go, you know, she'll call me. He goes, tell you what, I'm going to call you when she comes here. I'll make sure because she might forget. I mean, look, the level of customer service is already completely different, right? You're stoked on Stokes. At BMW of Santa Monica, I was treated like I was in ICE custody, <laughs> right? That's what I was treated like. And my wife, too, okay? And I know it. Perhaps you should have given Chris some emoluments. <laughs> some emoluments, even phony emoluments. At Stokes, they're like, we, we want customers. We're going to treat you like a customer is treated, right? Give me Chris's number, please. No, he. He's, the, okay, okay, let the okay, list. No, wait, no, here. Then I call Dean up, right? Our friend Dean, who gets us all our cars, who's hooked up in the car community in California. I say, Dean, will you just get me a person that I can communicate with at BMW of Santa Monica? And he goes, Yeah, I'll, I don't know anybody over there. I'll call the general manager. He, the next day, I hear nothing from him. He's like, I go, What happened? He goes, I, I put three phone calls into the general manager, none were returned. I go, that's what's happening to me. None of my calls were returned. Nothing. Uh, it's a black hole over there. The failing Santa Monica BMW. <laughs> the failing Santa Monica what? BMW. What? Well, I only bring this up. I, um, I, I, you know, whatever. No one's sympathetic to Fake what happens to BMW. me. But can you imagine what other people are dealing with over there? Like for well, you and I, whatever. Well, this will roll right off of us. But... It, 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 you know, I I deal with Toyota of Santa Monica. We had a Prius. They were great. It's not hard, hard to give good customer service. It's not hard for Chris or any of these people to go, you know what? We're having a problem with these tires and the order, and I'm sorry that you're going through this. And that's how you communicate that to a customer. I will say. Yes, Zuckerman. Go ahead. My son bought his BMW there, and mm -hmm. there was a service advisor who was really great to me. I need that name. I don't, and I'll have to look. He was great. He was really cool. My son had, in the, in the middle console of his BMW 4 Series, there's some sort of light, some sort of light system. I don't know what right. it is, uh, like an LED light or whatever. It's cool. You know, it makes a little glow. And somehow uh, my son and his friends managed to fuck that thing up and break <laughs> it. And, and while the car was in for service, this particular service guy got it fixed and he put it on warranty and he called me and he was great about it. 
That said, I find in general the BMW service advisor system is just another layer of bureaucracy that you have to go through. You have to have an appointment. You make an appointment. Well, my car doesn't break down on appointment. I remember once I showed up, and and I showed up once at, at BMW in Beverly Hills, and this is quite a few years ago, but I, the guy said, you don't have an appointment. I said, I tell you what. I said, I'm leaving the car with you. When my car breaks down on appointment, I will then make appointments with you to have it fixed. <laughs> but since it doesn't break down with appointments, you're going to get it without appointments. And I left the car there. I'm sure they didn't think I was a great guy, but that's how I felt when somebody says, you need an appointment. The yeah. Fuck? And now here we go. We've got a mom who's running kids around. She has a flat tire. The air's out, Right. I and like, he's saying, well, you got to wait three. It, 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 that's not how it works. I, I called a lot of folks, Zuckerman. I didn't get a single call back. I don't know. Uh, that's different. I, you know, obviously, I realized I've got the one dope in the system over there who's talking down to women and taking advantage of people, in my opinion. I called uh, the managers. I, this is one of those places like half the calls to the receptionist lady to go to service got disconnected. Right. Or went right to voicemail. There's a this is not what I expect from a luxury brand. Right. No, it's an insurance company, but not a luxury brand. We have such nice stories about the Mercedes people in Beverly Hills. Uh, I just got a new service advisor at Land Rover and no clue who the hell I was. Just a great guy. Just, you know, here, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to get the car in. I'm going to get the car out. Right? Obviously, the Porsche guys know who we are. Eric takes great care of us. Because he gets emoluments. <laughs> <laughs> Phony emoluments. But I had a little insight, I think, to what regular customers deal with over yes. at that place. And by the way, what people are, I think the BMW people are dealing with and other brands that are using these run flats, these $450 tires for your basic kind of sedans that don't quite work, right? I've now been reading stories about the run flat that immediately goes flat. So you're you're buying another four hundred fifty dollar tire. You're tied to it in your lease. We here's what we did. I I went and I said I don't want them on the car anymore, and I put regular tires on the car. Good. And I said yeah. I, don't, I don't care what happens when I turn the lease into those folks. Too bad. I, I'm do, I'm done dealing with it. I don't like that they give a rough ride. They're more expensive, and they you know when I talked to Stokes, I said. Does that mean that, like, the wheel, the lip of the wheel is going to bite the tire that I should have bite. run flats? <laughs> well, that's what they do. You know, when you hit a pothole, yeah. they bite a hole, a little slice in the side of it. And he said, no, they actually they, they work better. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> our experiences, these cheaper regular tires are better. I'm going to digress for one second and, and remind you, I never go to the end of a lease. And the reason I don't go to the end of the lease is that when the lease is over, all of those terms and conditions about how you have to return the car apply. And if you get out of the lease a couple of months early, if they buy you out, and then it's just a buyout, none of those terms and conditions apply. You can give it back in any condition you want. And walk away, and they're always desperate to make a deal uh, just before your they lease are. comes to and an I'm end. I'm there, but not with that car. That car is a year old. This yeah. is one year into BMW ownership. You know, we, my, and by the way, we like this car, and we think it's great. And I know BMW is not. You know, you know, there's a separation between factories and dealerships, and they it's contentious frequently. I just think. I don't know. I just don't know what's happening with BMW. I'm starting to think they are uh, a banana republic at this point. The dealerships. 
Of course. The dealerships. Tumors. I want to see pictures of the tumors. <laughs> My dog Buddy has cysts on his chest. That's I good. wonder. We if... don't have time, sir. We have to continue. <laughs> You're talking about your dog Buddy's <laughs> tumors. They're like Spaldines. We're going to uh, come back, and we have uh, Brian Deegan calling in, who's got a uh, brand new podcast here at Podcast One. He's a uh, motocross racer. What do they call the podcast? The Deegans? The Deegans. So, uh, they sound like back? people from West Bridgewater. Yeah, they are. Good. God bless them. We'll be right back with Brian Deegan. Okay, guys, thanks for listening, uh, but I need to ask you a small, very important favor. It'll only take a few minutes, and if you're one of the first people to do it, Podcast One will make it worth your time. We need you to complete a short survey because the information you give us can help make things better for the show and you as a listener. So just go to podcastone.com slash survey, and everything will be right there for you. That's podcastone.com survey. The first 250 people who complete the survey will get a $10 gift card to amazon.com, and two grand prize winners will be selected at random to get $100 Amazon gift card. Ooh, I'm going to do this survey. How about that? Free money, win-win. Our shows are supported by advertisers, so filling this out will really help us cater to the needs of you as the listener. Podcast1.com forward slash survey. Answer some questions. Again, get the spelling of my name correct. And potentially make some more money along the way. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. Welcome back, Zuckerman. Welcome back. I what enjoyed you, it. What are you looking at on your phone? Cars. <clears throat> cars? What kind of cars? It's a 1989 30 Turbo with 60 original miles on what Rod is- Emery's feed. And it is 60 miles. Amazing. Did, did he just get that? No, that's he, the car he had. We I saw that car, right? He has that in his yes, personal collection. but now it's going to Atlanta to Porsche Classic. Wow. It's Why are you letting them capsule. take it? I don't know. You know, I was invited to drive the Taycan last night a second time. And? I said yes. And then the the, the folks at Porsche said, well, uh, you know, give us your uh, passport information. We'll let you know where we're going to. And I said, it takes place in L.A., right? And that was the last I heard of them. (laughs) They said, we're having an event in L.A. And they said, all right, we'll fly. Do you want a hotel? And I almost took the hotel, even though I'm pretty sure it's in Angeles Crest. Now I don't, and then I haven't heard from them. I don't know what's going on. But they got angry with you. <clears throat> no, they didn't. I will be driving the car either uh, in November or December. I've been offered, uh, you know, two test drives at this point, <clears throat> and I'm excited about it. It's going to be great. <clears throat> what's wrong with you? I just had to clear my throat. That's all. Disgusting. It's not disgusting. My my allergies has done a great job. Sure. My, my phlegm transferred. It walked across the table to you. <laughs> For a while. But <laughs> and, now I'm better. And now you're better. All right. Well, anyway, Brian Deegan is on the phone here. Brian, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's going on, guys? There he is. His uh, new podcast is called The Deegans, and uh, it's here on Podcast One. Where are you calling in from, Brian? Uh, from home in Temecula. <clears throat> Here in Southern California. Oh, there you go. And 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 is this your first podcast? Well, first, yeah, that I'm doing myself. I've been on a lot of podcasts, mm-hmm. but um, been you know the whole the whole life of racing, uh, dirt bike, supercross, motocross, you know, X Games, and got into rallycross and truck racing, and so I've just always been into racing and then, you know, so many years and only the body can only do so much, you know, after so many years and, and I said, okay, I have a lot of knowledge in, in racing and, and not just that, but family and, you know, my kids racing. 
but I thought it might be a good avenue to, to talk, you know, about it through podcasts. So kind of how it came about. That's exciting. Um, and I heard you had Adam Carolla as your lead guest. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, you know, that's coming up here in and in a few weeks. So that should be good. Well, <clears throat> did uh, Adam call in like this? Did he visit you? Uh, how did you get him there? So Adam, basically, I am going on his show. Okay. Ah. So, so that's, that's the way it's working. I, yeah, I don't think I'm big enough for him to, to leave his office and come to me yet. No, he <laughs> Adam makes everybody come to him, and, and then you can pick off a show yeah. while you're there. Um, it yeah. says here, now you are a motocross rider. You were part of the X Games, right? And that you, yeah. I helped you, start it. Yeah, you, you helped start it. How do how do you mean? So basically, um, the X Games, you know, uh, had been around with BMX and skateboarding, and then me and my buddies raced Supercross, and then we started doing tricks on dirt bikes, and uh, just for fun. And uh, next thing you know, ESPN heard about it, and we we met with them, and drew out this course and they said how do we make this into a competition and we drew out this course and said this is how we'll judge it we'll get the judges and rules and then we were able to put on the very first freestyle motocross event in san francisco in 99 and that's kind of how that kicked off and that was a whole different movement of action sports you know that's when you know freestyle motocross and that whole that whole look of the 909 look of the flat bill hats and you know black socks and all that was like our <laughs> we created that <laughs> i've been wondering where black socks came from same, but <laughs> yeah so you yeah, are the founder of black socks and the x games <laughs> yeah <laughs> and long billed trucker caps <laughs> i like all of those things it says here uh yeah. you know because you know I, I watch a lot of this stuff now on instagram um, and I don't know if you watch uh, or you, you follow Send It Official or any of these other guys that are posting these crazy stunts. And I, you know, yeah. you see people, and I follow a lot of skateboarders and a lot of service, but really skateboarders, you, you know, they make it look like nobody gets hurt doing these stunts. You know, as I'm reading here through your bio, it says you crashed while attempting a 360 or 360 over a 100 foot snow double, breaking your femur wow. and broke both Holy wrists. Moly. But then came yep. back six months later to place fourth at the Summer Games. How how old are you now, Brian? Well, forty five now. <laughs> so how bad do you hurt? <laughs> so wait, the question is though, you uh, know, when I watch, when I see guys like Travis Pastrana who broke his back at sixteen, did you yeah, find your body actually healed pretty fast when you were younger as opposed to now, or is it still the same amount of pain and trouble? Um, now when you're younger, everything had a, had a time frame on it, you know. So basically, like, uh, you know, broke wrist was, you know, six to eight weeks. Uh, femur is three months. Like, we all kind of had a time frame on it. And, that, <laughs> and it just is what it is. That was the time you get hurt and you know what bone it is, and that's how long it takes. And But now, yeah, as you're older, yeah, things take way longer to heal and you just recovery <laughs> just way longer. So, and you're busy, right? You have a lot of things, a lot more responsibilities going on now. So you don't can't just go get broken up and go sit around. You know things things are different now. Will you be attempting any stunts podcasting, like a three sixty over the know. mic or? <laughs> I guess it depends, right? It'll, it depends what um, what the episode is, but or what I get talked into. But 
I think, um, yeah, I think that's why I'm talking now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I have some motorcycle questions, all right? First of all, what do you, what, when you're out just riding in the desert, what do you like? What kind of bikes do you like? I race, uh, ride KTMs, you know, and that's, uh, you, you race what? The best bike race. Uh, KTMs. It's like a KTM 450. Okay. It's, uh, like a four stroke. Uh, probably one of the bigger motors that mm-hmm. they make for dirt bikes, about 60, 70 horsepower. And uh, they're really fast. And that's, I still hit ramps, and I still, you know, do jumps and stuff for fun, not competition-wise. I don't do double backflips and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, they still ride for fun. And ride my, basically, my kids race motocross now. And my, my son's the um, best kid in the nation right now at his age, so there's a lot of time goes into that. So I ride a lot with him to motocross track. And then uh, my youngest son races uh, go-karts and dirt bikes. So um, <laughs> I still race off-road trucks, you know, in the Lucas Oil Series. Right. I still race um, off-road trucks, 900-horsepower uh, motors, you know, and rear-wheel drive on dirt. So that is, you know, they have a kid's class there. I let my son race. So I'm still really busy with that stuff. So, you know, dirt bikes, I love it. It's my passion. But, you know, I'm still really into cars, too, right now. Gas in his blood. <laughs> what, what's mom? Uh, how does she feel about all this? She's busy racing too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mom's a, you know she's a big supporter of it for sure. I feel like that's you know one of the main reasons why things have you know I've gone this long. It's, it's you know being married and you know having a family is you know everyone's got to be into it, right? And, so, you know, a lot of time we go race almost every weekend. Now, it, the mom has to. It says your daughter here is a NASCAR driver. Yeah, so wow. Haley started off in in uh, off-road trucks, like karting, like I have my son in, uh, the Lucas Oil Series. And she went through that. She, she just started for fun, just to keep her busy. She just was begging for a go-kart. So I said, okay. I didn't see the killer instinct in her, you know, like I did in my boys. I figured, okay, mm-hmm. she'll race. It'll be just for fun. Next thing you know, within a year or two, she's winning races, and she starts, you know, is the first female to win a championship. And, and I'm like, man, here we go. Like, you know, once she started winning, we were all in. And then we got her into stock cars a little bit just because we figured if she's really going to make a career in racing cars, really stock car racing in America is the place to be. That's where the, the most money is in car racing. Right. And so we put her in a stock car, which was like two or three tests. Toyota heard about her tested her in a, in a NASCAR and um, basically signed her for a multi-year deal on the spot. So she was uh, went out, you know, her first season and ended up winning, you know, a NASCAR race, which no girl's ever done, really, in, that, in the series she raced. And then this year she won a couple more. She led the points. So she's on her way. You know, definitely is, is uh, I'd say, that the most sought-after female in NASCAR at this point. This guy's like the Papa Kardashian of racing. I'm, I'm listening to this. I'm wondering, is there, a, is there another kid, a kid that can't, you know, walk and chew gum at the same time? At, at, or every... No, no. <laughs> how many, uh, and, and you don't worry, how old are the younger guys, the boys? Uh, so, yeah, Hudson is nine, and then Aiden's 13. Oh, man. So, so that's what yeah, I have, somewhere in that school. zone. Are yeah, they the yeah. cool they, kids in school? Yeah, we try to have a normal life still. We try to give them, like, what we can is a bit, you know, a good foundation. They go to school every day, you know, and then we leave for racing quite a bit. So that does happen, but they make up their schoolwork. And we have a track at the house or multiple tracks. So they, they get to practice here, practice here a lot. And 
you know, we have coaches and, you know, I, I do a lot of the coaching with them and, but we do have people that help, you know, cause we get busy, but other than that, we try to give them the, you know, normal life, but they are, you know, really focused on racing. Yeah. How could you not be? Dynasty. I'm now looking up Temecula Zuckerman so we can go down there cause he said he has a track at his house. Yeah. Whenever someone yep. says that, we can I'm get to Temecula. At, I'm, I'm, I'm going to their house. How, how does that work? <laughs> like we've all dreamed of having tracks at our house and i know the motocross track is dirt but still you've got to have elevation and whoop-de-woos and all sorts of things yeah how did you build a motocross track at your house is it a yeah, bulldozer so, rental is it well how do you do it yeah so you know i used to rent equipment quite a bit and then you know that was important to me eventually to start buying equipment so i have a d5 dozer and then I have a skid steer, which is a smaller bobcat. And then uh-huh. I have, you know, a backhoe, water truck. I have all that stuff at my house. Wow. And, water you know, truck. 30, I love this guy. <laughs> yeah, 30-some acres. And I have an off-road truck track here, a motocross, supercross, freestyle park, foam oh pit, God. all at my house. So that's, you know, what I've always dreamed to have as a little kid. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I came out here, graduated high school. I grew up in Nebraska. And my dad, you know, was a, a teacher, and he wanted me to go to college. And I said, okay, give me a year to chase my dreams in California racing pro motocross. And I was like, I'm never coming back. I got, I got to make it work. And, <laughs> you know, I had no money. I started on sleeping on my buddy's floor at 18, and, and I just worked my butt off. And, you know, and built and then through X Games, built multiple brands and enough to build a small empire to support my kids racing, you know. Really, you really so, esteemable. Wow. That's, that's a hell of a story, really. Yeah. Yeah. What? Tell me about your water truck. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's a old. Yeah, was, unfortunately, my water truck is the one thing we work on the most. So, <laughs> what brand of water truck old, did you buy? <laughs> it's a Ford. So it's, uh, <laughs> but it actually works pretty good. That thing actually has gone many years. I've, I've rolled it a few times. <laughs> How do you roll a water truck? <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, it's scary for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so it's a Ford what? Like what year Ford? Is it like? like I'd say it's about a '99. A '99, okay. Yeah. And it's got a tank so, on the back. Is it a pickup truck with a tank yeah, on it? That's kind of, yeah. So it's got a big. That's two thousand gallon water tank. <laughs> it's you know the tank's bigger than the cab, so that's kind of like its roll cage. You got so it. You can roll on the tank. And when, you, and when you rolled the water truck, <laughs> did the water container dent or collapse or no, like a big water it. balloon? Like did it just? Really <laughs> no, luckily it didn't because, like I said, it rolled on that tank and the tank supported the cab. So, so the tank was full of water. Unfortunately, were you drinking when really this happened? Was was this an <laughs> alcohol-related no. incident? No. No. This it was, was like a giant scary, cockroach. Huh? This is an ascended official golf cart on the golf course crash type thing. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't like planning it. It was basically late at night. I was trying to water the track for the next morning, and then the jump gave away. When I was driving over the jump, the, the, the dirt broke away, and the thing uh. just started rolling down the hill. <laughs> and it was scary. Like, it had a lot of stuff in that cab bouncing off my head. So it was. <laughs> Yeah, but luckily, luckily the uh, did your wife even notice when you came back? I <laughs> uh, just yeah, rolled no, the water truck. Yeah, whatever. That's just Tuesday for us at the Deegan household. Yeah, I know. It's, it, luckily, I mean, very. You know, I have my, you know, my seatbelt, and 
and I uh, just fly out of the cab, and then I was, you know, down, stuck down in the trees, and then I got out, and it was late, and everyone was, you know, in bed, so luckily I was okay. And nobody knew. <laughs> yeah, they were sleeping. Yeah, you just had a life-threatening incident with the water truck down by the trees, and nobody knew the difference. This sounds yeah. like a fun house, huh, Zuckerman? Yeah. Don't you want to go there now? Yeah. This sounds like, when I was growing up, this sounds like Scuzz's house, my friend Scuzz. They right. all raced motocross. It's the only house I wanted to be at. They had guns and they had motorcycles. Where are you going? I'm going to Scuzz's house. <laughs> we would play Nazis yeah. in the woods with the guns in World War II and shoot, and then we would take get on XR250s and just race around, do whatever we wanted. Wild. No helmets. It was just fun. Super fun. Well, the yeah. podcast, what are you going to cover on the podcast? For, uh, it, the podcast is called The Deegans, and you can get it yeah. where you get your podcast, but here on the Podcast One app. Um, and what's the premise for the podcast? What are you going to do on the show? So, you know, the first idea was um, really just based around the family because, you know, Haley's venture as a female into NASCAR is a big story. And then uh, my boys with their motocross and our family trying to, put, you know, hold it all together and then... The more I got thought about it, I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I really would like to just have some conversations with some really interesting people, and and so you know, I called up Travis Pastrana, which is another really oh, there you know, high high profile, I'd say stunt man, but really he's an excellent athlete, and yeah, one of the greatest. One, of, he was my main competition when I did freestyle motocross, mm-hmm. so we had a lot of things to talk about, and. So that, and then I said, you know what? I want to get into the industry more. I just want to hit key people that have made it in their careers and mm-hmm. then, you know, really just get into why, like why and how, and, you know, and maybe touch on family and touch on, you know, uh, everything that has to do with, uh, you know, being successful mm-hmm. in, in motorsports or racing. And, and that's kind of where, where it's headed right now. I honestly, I don't have a plan. <laughs> I'm just kind of like, <laughs> well, that's the best plan. Yeah. You're going to find it. You'll find the show, but everything you're saying sounds great. I mean, the, you know, I, I think to a lot of us, just be, becoming a racer, becoming a driver is a mysterious process, and putting a light on that, especially the off-road stuff and the rally stuff, will be very interesting for the audience. For sure. And then I mean, the other stuff is with... the family component that you have going on. Absolutely. Right? I had, I, I had trouble getting my son to play in a, in a league above the league my wife thought he should be in because of the danger. <laughs> I think, yeah. You know, you know. And we'll definitely touch on that because I know a lot of parents are like, oh, my kids are just not into it or this, that. Yeah. You know, and I have my formulas of how I think it works, you know, there's it's not by coincidence all my kids are like daredevils, you know? So right. it, you know, definitely happened through a system, but, you know, we'll definitely touch on all that stuff. But really, you know, it's it's mainly about, you know, racing and, and motorsports and, and stuff that has to do with that. <clears throat> it's great. It's great. I, I recently was out at Gorman with my boys for the first time, and they were on these little uh, Yamaha automatics, and we just had the best day. Yeah. What a great day it was. And in the scene down there, the kids, the tiny kids riding bikes mm-hmm. and flying through the air, Zuckerman, it's it inspirational. Fantastic. We're going to go back. Isn't it? Yeah. I want to get one of those. I, and I, I saw the RV they have now with the bikes you can put on the back. That's what my goal is, is to go live at Gorman <laughs> half the week <laughs> with my motorcycles and get a break. <laughs> and ride. Yeah, I think it's so cool. You know, you see these little kids, there's like... There's a whole new world, and when I was a little kid, I knew nothing about it until my neighbor moved in from Europe, and he took mm-hmm. me to the motocross races. 
And then I was like, this is my crew right here. These wow. little kids they all like to get dirty and do crazy things. And I just love seeing little kids being active, you know? And I just, to me, I think that's so cool. You know, I think the video game era is here, but to me, I just think it's cool seeing little kids get out doing sports. Yeah, they love and, it. Uh, they love yeah. it. Right. And yeah. here in California, you know, that's what we should be doing. <clears throat> anyway, excuse For me, sure. Brian. It's been a pleasure talking to you, man. Uh, I wish you the best of luck with yeah. the podcast. It sounds great. You sound amazing. Congratulations on inventing the black sock craze that is currently <laughs> running rampant through my kids' schools. <laughs> As is flat-billed hats and the X Games. The X Games okay. still around? Or are they still doing that? Absolutely. Still they, around. They still paying you? Are they paying you for that? <laughs> no. My, my idea of, you know, I have a lot of merchandise and products with, through my uh, shopvegan38.com. I do all my own merch and stuff. They gave me a platform. I made the most of it. Put it that way. There you, you go. Know? Awesome. So, yeah, well, that's, cool. That's what happened. All right, yeah. man. Well, thank you for calling in. That was, uh, yeah, Brian Deegan. Good guy, Brian Deegan, huh? Excellent guy. You know who else I like, Zuckerman? Who? Crown and caliber. Send us emoluments in the form of <laughs> I don't watches. Know what that means. Yeah, you know who these guys are, right? Yes. You know that I yes. deal with these guys. Yes. I've known them for a while. I love them. They are crown and caliber. They buy and sell watches. Beautiful. I'm, beautiful watches. They're one of those places. They have one of those sites you can just go and spend two hours on because they sell everything. Rolex, Breitling, Omega, Tag Heuer, Paddock. These guys are finally sponsoring the podcast, and and I get excited when I have brands that I love and that I use. I use them all the time. They have 3,000-plus watches from 40 of the top luxury brands, free shipping, free return. Zuckerman, when one of these watches arrives at your house, the box, the way it's prepared, the, this big UPS box with all the right stuffing inside, then you pull out a smaller box, and then it's very delicate little stickers that you cut and slice, and you open it, and there's this little watch holder. This is the care these guys take with their watches. When you open up that and the watch is there, they even wrap the, 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 the main part of the watch, the dial and the backing, with this little piece of, like, plastic that peels off to keep it perfect. What a present. To you are a pitch man. <laughs> Ferriston, you are I like a pitch that, man. That little, this that description little plastic. And, and to the listeners, the looks, the lascivious look on his face, the look of desire, the, the, everything. It was creepy, weird, and wonderful how but he you just know, described this. You know how when you order stuff and it comes to your house, you, you pay attention to it, right? Sometimes it's just in a box of peanuts, right? These guys, they put that little, they take that little extra unwrapping. I get so excited for the unboxing of the new watch. Anyways... I love Crown and Caliber. You guys need to use them too. Guess what they're doing? They're giving away an Omega Speedmaster Professional Moonwatch. They're Why? giving one away. Why? Because that's because they're great. And you can enter. All you have to do is go to crowncaliber.com forward slash spike. If you can't remember that, just go to crownandcaliber.com. You'll find it. This contest ends on November 17th. You just have to give them your email address. I was speaking with them yesterday. So, are you going to do anything with this? They go, We don't do that. We won't give away anybody's email address. We won't bother these people. And you could end up with a nice Omega Speedmaster. Every man should own one Speedmaster. That's what Ben Clymer says. They've also given us a special custom promo code if you just want to buy any other kind of watch, where you'll get $150 off any purchase of over $2,000 or more. And that is the Radio 150 code. 
capital R A D I O 150. That's my personal code to get a discount. I love these guys. I hope you love them too. Crown and Caliber. Now, Zuckerman, we come to the end of our show. You have anything you'd like to say? Any Just closings? want to say that this this story of Mr. Deegan and how he he got into motocross racing and how it's turned into his life. What a what Isn't amazing inspirational story! All because a guy moves to next door. Love that. <laughs> I like rolling the water truck <laughs> by the trees. I like that lonely moment. We all, as dads, struggling death, struggling out, with death. In a... <laughs> you know, you find yourself in your yard fixing something late at night, and you you worry if something could go wrong. No one's going to even ask about you. They're just going to find your corpse there, and, it, it, that, <laughs> and again, they'll shrug and go, "Well, yeah, dad died fixing the fountain or rolling the water truck." Anyway, it's been an exciting. Uh, Exciting 40 minutes, folks. It's uh, been nice being with you. Uh, We'll see you next week on Spikes Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com.